0: I think everyone wonders what they would do if they saw a ghost. Rudolph, the
1: laboratory.
2: Good evening from the graveyard. This is your dreadful Uncle Vlad on the brand new radio station Spooky FM. I seem to be presenting the show on my own this evening, as my co-host Zom Betty is nowhere to be smelled and isn't answering her telebone. That's what you humans call it, right? Whoever could that be at this time of night? I don't think I'm due a delivery from the blood bank. Uh, I mean, uh, let's say the milkman. Good save, Vladdy. Excuse me, I had better get that before they take the tomb door off its hinges. Who is it? Who is there? I demand to know.
3: Merely a little girl.
2: Your age?
3: Seven or so.
2: Your occupation? School, child. The school you attend? Mary, mother of hope. Well, I'm convinced... Here, let me pull back the heavy stone door. And in one moment, I will reveal a girl of seven or so. I shall prepare my eyes for the sight of her.
0: Go, any sweets. Yikes! It is I, Zomberry. Queen of terror, destroyer of dreams, unflusher of toilets.
2: Will you mind out of the way? I think there's a seven-year-old behind you.
0: That was me. It's not for brains.
2: Mmm,
3: brains.
0: I was playing a trick.
2: Wow, you were very convincing. I could have sworn it was a child and not a zombie in a really gross party dress covered in cobwebs. And now it is time. Darkness has fallen upon the earth.
0: Scare us if you can. It won't be easy. We hung around with the boogeyman. You know, he's a lot smaller than I imagined. So, ring in to our special hotline, followed by the numbers
2: 666. That's 999 if you're a bat.
0: And if you do manage to scare us... You'll win your very own... Oh, and our switchboard is lighted up. It looks like
2: we may have a caller. And we have Jack from Cork. Confess your accursed tale.
1: Hello, this is Sergeant O'Shea from the um, Garda Station. We know what you've been doing. Who? Hell's bells, they're on to us. Stick your hands up in the air. (gasps) Bloody, my arm's plopped off.
2: Sergeant, may I please pick my friend's limb up from under the sound desk?
1: Only if you give me a
0: million sweets.
1: Where
2: are we going to get them?
0: Would you accept cobwebs rolled into balls? Ah, uh, sure, it
1: doesn't really matter, considering I'm playing a trick. What? I'm really Jack. I'm only ten. I'm not a policeman at all.
0: You smelly little sap.
2: You were so convincing.
0: Happy Halloween, everyone. Never have I wanted to dropkick a child so much. Uh, where do
2: you live, you little monster?
0: I'm so ready to hypnotize him to find out.
1: 23, Krimmacky Road, Trimmer Hedge, in Cork. Oh, that was easy.
2: You're quite the little trickster, aren't you?
1: I'm the biggest and best practical joker in all of Cork. Did you know Cork was originally called Fark?
2: I actually didn't. Wow, you learn something new every day.
0: That's quite enough of that. Jack, do you really think your story has what it takes to scare us?
1: I'm not one for exaggerating, but I think you'll faint, and then
0: all your hair will follow.
2: (coughs) And uh, what is your story about?
1: It's all about why you should be really careful what you dress up as on Halloween.
0: Intriguing. Just before you begin, would you like to give your story a name?
1: Sure. Let's...
3: Call it Trick or Trick. My career as the number one trickster in Cork started innocently enough. This is slightly very disgusting, but for lunch I'd eaten a load of baked beans and my stomach was feeling bloated. All the kids in my class were packing up their bags at the end of school, and I could feel the pressure building. I was trying to get out into the yard as quickly as possible, but my maths book just wouldn't go into my backpack. It felt like my belly was a big balloon filled with gas, getting more and more inflated, and it was just about to pop. In a panic, I put my backpack on the floor and leaned over to give my maths book one last shove, and as I bent down with my butt up into the air, surprise, surprise, I let the biggest ripper that has ever been heard by the human ear. Mr. Browner, the teacher, stopped what he was doing. The kids stopped. I think even the clock stopped. What on God's green earth was that, said Browner. Well, I couldn't say it was me, or else I'd be known as Farty Farrell until I was 80. So in a panic, I said, It was the hamster, Moontore. The dirty beast, said Browner. I'm not having that four-legged fat machine stinking up this class. It's going to its new home in the head teacher's office. I'd gotten away with it. I was amazed. And right then I thought, imagine what else I could get away with. And so my reign of terror began. All of Cork was soon the victim of practical jokes and little untrue stories, funny phone calls and knick-knacks on doors. Oh yes, I was the top trickster for miles until I met Mrs Darling and Halloween in Trimmer Hedge was changed forever.
2: What a peaceful morning! It's so nice to start the day with a bit of quiet. I think I'll even swap these cornflakes for uncrunchy porridge. Mmm, heaven! Oh, I forgot who my son is.
1: It's Halloween!
2: Ah, yes. Look at the date on the paper October 31st.
3: I'm so excited. I'm going to put itching powder in Danny McGrath's beard, put whoopee cushions on all the seats of the bus so it sounds like an orchestra of fats, and replace Mrs Laverty's doorbell with an electric buzzer. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, to be honest. I better start filling my bag full of tricks. It's going to weigh a ton.
2: Your mother would pick today to go and visit your aunt, wouldn't she? It's almost like she knew what you were going to be like. Oh,
3: Catherine! I'd best make sure I have everything.
2: Well, I've made a plan of action for the day. First of all, we'll visit a nice museum. Ooh. And then we'll pop into the hardware shop and see if they got any cool new nails in. We'll go mad with ourselves and get a couple of fresh salads for lunch. And be home in time for the six o'clock news and an early night. What the?
3: Have you got your car keys handy, Dad?
2: Ready to tootle down to the museum?
3: You've to give me a lift to the joke shop. I'm all out of fake blood. What do you need that for? Dolly McGrinch is doing almighty shock.
2: You will not pretend your big toe is chopped off by her letterbox again.
3: But she'll scream the house down.
2: Nope, not a hope. Your socks were filthy from hanging them in her hedge last time. And besides, it makes no sense. Why would you stick your foot in her letterbox?
3: Don't worry about the details. When she sees half a raw sausage rolling around her hall covered in red slop, she won't be asking why a foot was stuck through her door. she would be too busy fainting.
2: <laughs> it's not happening.
3: Okay. I'll... I'll sling a fake eyeball into the soup pot at the cafe.
2: You won't be doing that neither.
3: You're not leaving me with many options. Then I'll just make Paddy Joe think his dog called him Dada.
2: Jack Merriweather, I've put my foot down. Not only are you not playing any tricks this Halloween, you're not even dressing up. You can go trick-or-treating round the doors in your woody jumper, sensible coat and new slacks.
3: But no one will give me anything.
2: They'll give you funny looks. Now, get into that bathroom and wash behind your ears. Oh, goodness. This traffic is mental. Everyone must be heading off to the museums today.
3: They're all off to the costume shops getting amazing things to dress up as.
2: No, no. It can't be that. Maybe the hardware store did get new nails in. I'd better take a lift up at the roundabout. Something must have happened on the road ahead. I'd say we've moved about two inches in the last twenty minutes. Jack, pop out your side and trot up to the corner. See if there's construction going on.
3: With pleasure.
2: And leave that bag of tricks in the car.
3: Aww. This is the worst day ever. All we need now is for it to rain and put out any bonfires.
0: (gasps) What was that?
3: (laughs) That car went right up on the path. What's going on? Hey, there... There is something up at the corner. There's someone standing in the middle of the road. Hold on recognise that backward cop? It's Tony Morris, the biggest bully in school. What's up? He ran out of kids so he started bullying cars. Why is he just leaning over in the middle of the road like that and blocking all the traffic? That jacket looks fairly tight. It's even burst in a few places and there's... ...clumps of hair sticking out. Oh, Tony, what a hairy back you have! All the better to keep you warm, I suppose. And look at his hands. They're hairy too, with such... Oh, Tony, what huge claws you have. All the better to grab other little kids. Look. Look at his huge ears sticking out from the sides of his backwards cap. All the better to to hear me talking. And... And... He's turning around and peering at me with his huge black eyes and long snout and sharp teeth. All the better to, to. All the better to eat me with. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to make it to the car.
2: Hurry, Jack. Hurry.
3: Go, Dad, go.
2: We're going across the green. We'll never get anywhere stuck in traffic. Lucky there's no one on the grass.
3: Dad, Dad, did you see who that was?
2: Jack, are you okay? I've never been so frightened in my life. That dog almost caught you.
3: What? No, Dad, that wasn't a dog. It was Tony Morris, the school bully. He's turned into a
2: werewolf. No, no. It was a big wild dog that probably ran through someone's washing line and got caught up in their clothes. No, it was a monster. Son, you just got a terrible fright and I completely understand, but you're imagining things because of shock. I... I am. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to drop you outside our house. Then I'm going to drive straight up to the Garda station and the vets and see can we get that dog off the streets.
3: You're going to leave me on my own. For a
2: while. But Jack, I want you to promise, promise that you won't dress up.
3: I promise.
2: Now, hop out. Quick. Don't forget your bag. Got it. Right. I'm off. Stay safe, son.
3: You didn't make me promise I wouldn't use my bag of tricks, though. Cock is
0: mine.
3: Ah. <laughs> oh no, you dirty beast! That's the wheels of my new trolley ruined Oh, all
0: oh, my. Well, <laughs> on a moment, burning tears. That's not real sick, it's fake sick. Are you sure? There's even little carrots in it. Look, it's rubber. It lifts up. Mrs. Darling, it'll go all over your gloves. It's rubber. Just like I said, this little fellow was playing a trick on us. (laughs) On two poor, defenceless old women. Will I tell you something else about this little rubber-sick bernie? Do, sure, Mrs. Darling. It fits right in my bag. Hey! That's my rubber stick. You want it back? Come up to my house and collect it. You know the way Rose Road goes up into a hill. I'm the house at the top. Wait till after six. I'll have all my trick-or-treat goodies laid out then. I have to reward a boy that can play such a convincing joke. Fine.
3: See you at six.
0: See you then.
3: Her house is going to get so egged. She'll be making omelets for a month. As I headed up Rose Road, I could see Mrs. Darling's house at the top of the hill. It looked um it looked quite um scary. It was way bigger than any of the other houses nearby. There were stone gargoyles on the outside walls, and what looked like a flock of bats flying around the tower at the top. Ooh. But there was no reason to be scared. I saw a gang of kids skipping happily away. Their trick-or-treat bags stuffed to bursting with all kinds of amazing sweets. There was Glinda Galooly, the goody-goody, dressed up as a clown. So did I. James Jackson, the class swash, always staying late to have teacher clean up. He was dressed in a black bin bag. So he must have been, um, a bin. But I could also hear crying coming from the huge bushes beside Mrs Darling's garden. I peeped in, and there was Becky Bartley sobbing. Becky was the second meanest kid in class, always tripping up the little kids in the yard. Becky, what's up? Go away, Smilly Weather. Why are you crying? Oh, did you feel that chill? It's... It's from me. Your costume is amazing. What are you? Elsa from Frozen. Yes, and I am.
0: Frozen? Look. Becky, you're completely made of ice. Tell me something I don't know. My fingers are icicles. My hair is snow. And look at my eyes. They're ice cubes with tiny snowballs as pupils. I'm going to get Mrs. Darling to help. Don't. I think she did it. And all because I kicked a puddle of water at her. Lame. She... she did this? No. I was always made of ice. I just used lots of fake tan. Yes, she did this. Stay right there. I'll get to the bottom of this. Well, I can't very well go home. The central heating is always on full blast.
3: Wait, I won't knock. I'll creep around the side of the house and peep through the window. <clears throat> Hi, old window ledges. Huh? There's Mrs. Darling.
0: But what is she doing at all? Moon and flap of wing. Scurry of spider from the wasp a sting. Yowl of cat and dead flower crop. Mix them together, ta-da, a lollipop. One suck of this and all the real little monsters and cock will get what they deserve. And oh, just look, there's one now. I see you, Jack Merriweather. (gasps) But let's give you a closer look at me. (gasps) Ah! In through the window, on the breeze you soar, something... rhymes with window and plopped on the floor. Ow! Ah! Is that a cauldron? No, it's where I keep my house keys so they don't get lost. Yes, it's a cauldron.
3: You wicked old um, witch! You're creating hoax sweets to give to all the trick-or-treaters and... And turning them into their costumes.
0: I am not. You very much so are. I very much so am are not. You so much very are so much. See, well, I'm very not much so, not very so. I'm only turning all the bad little kids into their costumes. The nice ones are genuinely getting sweets. The bad ones aren't getting sweets. They're getting a taste of their own medicine. So Tony is a werewolf. And Becky is made of ice. And Dean Fowler is an eight-foot carrot. And Jenny Dove is a skeleton. And Teddy Shannon is a... I don't know what he was supposed to be. A Christmas tree with chicken's feet and a woman's purse. Ah, maybe he stole the purse. Still, it doesn't explain the chicken's feet. You can't do that. And why not? Do they ever think of the people they are hurting? The shoes in the other foot now. Or the chicken's feet, I suppose. So... When did they turn back? They don't. That's it. Forever. And I've nearly gotten through all the creeps in Cork. There's just one left.
3: Jed Nash?
0: Nope. Got him. It's you, Jack. Huh? But I'm not bad. I just play tricks on people. Maybe that's what it started out as. But you went further. Your jokes became mean. People were frightened, upset, sad, felt bad... And the only one laughing afterwards was you. Can you remember the last nice thing you did for someone? Eh, yes. I stuck my toe in.
3: I jammed a sausage in. I licked... Oh.
0: Oh. Don't be upset. Have a lolly. Oh, you stuck that right in my mouth. Now behold, as you turn into your costume... (laughs) Any second now. <laughs> Got gotcha you there, you old witch!
3: I'm not wearing a costume.
0: Oh, well, I'll just have to zap you until you turn into a pile of ash. Ah! There's no use running, my boy. This is my house. I know every nook and cranny. Fine. I just won't hide in your crannies then. Where you going, Jack? Where you going, Jack? <gasps> Like my broomstick? Here, have some magic.
3: Mist. Ha <laughs> ha! You'll have to be quicker than that, darling. Excuse me, that's Mrs. Darling to you. I'll try behind this door.
0: A tree headed dog! That's Cerberus, my lovely guard dog.
3: No thanks.
0: This kitchen is going
3: crazy. It's getting ready to make my favorite human boy brownies. Stick someone else in your brownie. I'm busy. Nothing can get me in this bathroom. Phew. I actually do don't believe
2: it. Sit on me, Jack. Put your feet up. We'll have a flushing good time.
3: <laughs> ah! The window. I don't want to be turned into a pile of ash. Have I really been so mean with my tricks? I only started because I didn't want to be made fun of for letting a ripper in class. Ah! It's Tony.
2: When all this is over, maybe you and I could make a good team. Oh, would you scratch
3: me? I'm covered in fleas. So itchy. I never wanted to be like you.
1: Whoa,
0: ice! You can help me trip up the kids in the yard once we stay out of direct sunlight and avoid radiators. I
3: never wanted to hurt anyone. Jenny Dove!
0: You're a skeleton.
3: You have to help me. There's a pack of poodles after me. Maybe I have gone too far. Oh, sorry. Mr. Eight-foot carrot?
2: You have to help me. There's a pack of vegetarians after me. Where did that carrot go? I'd never run out of smoothie ingredients again.
3: (laughs) A Christmas tree that makes chicken noises. I don't even know
0: what to say to that. There you are, Jack Merriweather. No escape. Oh, no. It's a dead end. Perfect. You've run right into a corner. I can aim my wand at you perfectly. No. no. I promise I'll be better. I promise. Notice there's no one here trying to save you. Why would anyone want to be friends with such a little meanie? I never realised my jokes were going too far. I never realised people were... No,
3: wait, I... I did, but I didn't stop. Because I was afraid of being played tricks on. I thought it wasn't cool to be the goody-goody and make my bed and was nicer to mum and dad. And I look back now and I'm... I'm so very
0: sorry for doing all I did. Well, now, you've done something that none of the other little monsters did, even after I'd turned them into actual monsters. You said sorry. I'm sorry for making you think you walked through sick with carrot in it. I think you are. All right, Jack. i let you off the hook. Thank you. i never play another trick again. Well, maybe not never again... The odd trick is fine, once it doesn't hurt anyone. What about the others? What'll happen to them? They'll stay exactly as they are, until they do what you just did. Say sorry. It's too so late. I need to get
3: home and do something. Could you? Give me a lift on your broom. No.
0: Walk. You're not completely forgiven yet.
2: Have I gone mental? Are you tidying up? Wait, is there a fake rat in that sink? Or is the liquid turning the plates black?
3: No, just thought I should do more round the house like I used to. Wow,
2: thanks son.
3: Any luck with that wild dog?
2: The police and the vet are out there now. I'm sure they'll find it soon. You know, I heard the most boring story today. It was excellent.
3: Why don't you put on your slippers and then tell me all about it?
2: Oh, great. I will.
3: Dad, wait. There's a bucket of water over the bedroom
0: door, itching powder in your bed, and a fake spider in the wardrobe. The odd trick is fine, once it doesn't hurt anyone.
2: What was the third one you said?
0: Eh, nothing. See you in a minute for the boring story. (laughs)
1: Well, things started to get back to normal after that. I promised that from November the 1st all the way up to November the 32nd, I'd only play half as many tricks on people and double the amount of treats. So, So if I upset you or anyone else with my tricks... I'd like to say sorry, and I promise I'll do lots of good deeds to make up for it.
2: Well, I think it's obvious, Jack from Cork. You managed to scare us if you can. Stay on the line, little rascal. Our assistant, Igor, will get your details to send you a prize.
1: Can I actually donate my prize to the local orphanage?
0: Oh, Jack... What a lovely gesture. But no, you can't. Igor has your address already. Just tell him what time your parents will be home so we can drop off your prize. Tell him what time they won't be home also.
2: P.S. Would you say you taste better on toast or crackers?
1: What you say?
2: Nothing, nothing. Goodbye, Jack. See you soon.
0: But for now, this is Zomberry.
2: And this is Uncle Vlad saying, Boo! (laughs) Trick or Trick star Dunnika O.D., Margaret McAuliffe, Ornia Nilera, Orla Magical Doomy, Peter Dunn, and Liam Geraghty. It was written and directed by Peter Dunn and produced by Liam Geraghty. It was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television license fee.